I'm Amanda, and this is Not Your Granny's Quilt Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to today's show. How are you? I hope you're good. I'm good. I have a fantastic guest on today. It's Lonnie of Having So Much Fun. She is a fantastic sewist. She makes a bunch of her own clothes. She shares them on her Instagram and she has recently released a pattern for a fanny pack convertible over the shoulder bag that has all the pockets and snaps and zips that you could ever want in a fanny. So go check that out. And otherwise let's welcome Lonnie and get into this conversation. I'm so excited that you agreed to join me today. I've been perusing all of your makes and your awesome projects. And I'm just fascinated. Like I read that you started like really sewing in 2013 so you could make your daughter's bed linens and like what prompted you to keep at it and start making clothing and all that so so yes it was when I was pregnant with my daughter and I was thinking about you know setting up the nursery and your options are like baby pastel pink and that's that's not my first choice. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I picked, I, I went more with like a coral, right? Um, mm-hmm. And at that time it wasn't a super popular color. So I you know, couldn't get it at Pottery Barn or whatever. Um, so I went to Joanne's and picked out, you know, some coordinating cottons and, oh, there was probably a fleece. I didn't know anything about actual fabric at the mm-hmm. time. I know I picked, made some bad choices for for what I wanted to make with the fabric, but I got a sewing machine off Amazon and I got fabric at Joanne's and made things that were mostly rectangles. And (laughs) (laughs) right. And then it just, it goes from there because it's a huge, huge world of amazing stuff that people are making. Um, And with the social media, so much gets shared that it's, it's good and bad, right? It's, Mm -hmm very inspiring and also overwhelming and and so linens and then simple things for other mom friends like mm-hmm. little little kids clothes um probably the first like commercial indie pattern designer that I bought patterns from was um Schwinn designs um okay so I feel like buying her patterns and sewing those little clothes for my daughter. Um, that's how I learned to sew clothes because the indie, the indie pattern designers put a lot more detail into their patterns than I think what people are used to from paper patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause people are always super confused by those instructions. They're sometimes really vague depending on the designer. Mm-hmm. Um, but with social media, um, and the indie pattern designers, there's so much support. Uh, a lot of designers have Facebook groups, so you can go and ask questions and then you can share what you've made. Um, so yeah. it, I mean, it really snowballed from there. Yeah. And I mostly sew for myself because it's a lot more rewarding than sewing for a little person who's gonna say what's wrong with it like it's the wrong 
shade of purple. <laughs> and they didn't want they didn't want the unicorns this time. They wanted the butterflies on it. So right. Sometimes it takes a few months to convince other people to appreciate what you've made. <laughs> yeah, right. Just for yourself. Um, it's really rewarding. So yeah. It's like instant gratification for your own self. You're like, oh, look what I made. I love it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because I picked it. You you know what went into making it. Like sometimes it's harder than other times. Sometimes, you know, it's a quick thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's that like personal satisfaction from from crafting it with your own hands and then yeah. So yeah. So what is what's the most like prized piece that you've made for yourself so far? Um probably jeans, sewing your own jeans gets to be extremely rewarding. Um, It's hard with clothes because a lot of them wear out um, and you don't, you don't always have them for a decade. Um, But some things I I do still have around that I've made, but also, you know, your body can go through changes, but Mm -hmm. It's, it's nice that you can always just make exactly what you want. A, a lot of people are for sure intimidated by the idea of sewing jeans, but it's probably, <laughs> it's probably not any harder than making a quilt with 6,400 little <laughs> triangles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and the patterns always break it down to exactly how to cut everything out and then yeah. Step. There's just you know there's 150 steps instead of four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean you can do anything. You can yeah. Anything with a pattern. So. I think jeans. I think that would be really cool. I always have struggled buying pants. Like, just my dimensions are wild and. No, it's that it's that they make them in right. wild proportions that aren't realistic. There you go. Yes. It's Thank not you for you. phrasing that it's for me. My body is normal. Mm-hmm. Mass producing a pair of pants that's supposed to fit everybody is fucked up. So <laughs> I 100%, 100%. I can imagine sewing a pair of pants that fits you exactly fits your body or dimensions as like heaven. Yeah. So Ooh, I might try it because I really do hate buying pants. I hate it. <laughs> almost everybody does right um Mm -hmm. and before before I I know I knew how to sew but I was probably still intimidated by jeans and Mm -hmm. and some more complicated clothing things but I a friend and I I think it was a birthday present for her but I backed in like a kickstarter campaign Mm -hmm. that was for like custom made jeans and so they were a hundred dollars a piece but this you know like oh it's a lot of money but also like they were supposed to pitch you like a glove anyway the kickstarter like (laughs) I wish I could remember good or bad that I don't remember the name they didn't they were able to supply a lot of jeans for folks but they kind of went under before they really produced um, something for everyone and it kind of just fell through the cracks in my email that they were giving like last call if you want a pair you've got to like act but it was this male thing where they would send you like a muslin like something to try and then they would adjust it from there for for you 
Oh, they were trying to figure out how to to have more size options for people so that jeans that were ready to wear were closer to your body. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never got the jeans. But now I can. <laughs> my friend didn't ever get that birthday present. Oh no! Um, but but I I can make yeah. them now. So that's. And probably once you do that first pair, it's like opens the floodgates of like, oh my God, I can do this. Right. I can do this. It's not that hard. The zipper is probably the mm. most intimidating part because, you know, it's not, well, it is mostly straight, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but other than that, this, the sewing is, is very straightforward. Mm. You do the flies. I don't sew clothes. Like I've barely made, let's see, when have I made? nothing i've made a caftan because it's a giant rectangle with armholes armholes and a head hole (laughs) and a head hole i made katarina's pattern that she has on her blog um okay yeah yeah. it's super it was easy and i made it out of um ruby star fabric because i got it super cheap and i had like four yards of it and i was like "Mm, why not and then of course i like shoved it in my closet because i'm like where am i gonna wear this (laughs) right so that's probably what happens when a lot of people start thinking about sewing their own clothes because they have a lot of quilting cotton around probably Mm -hmm. because it's easy to start collecting Uh um so it's tempting to use your quilting cotton and make clothes um and there are there definitely are things that that quilting cotton for clothes works well for but Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of other fabrics that you kind of have to get into to to really make clothes and so that that's what I'm going to blame um, my large collection of textiles on is that I need different kinds, you know, the stretchy ones, the, mm-hmm. the fuzzy on the back ones that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. And I think whatever, whatever your craft is, if it's in textiles, like you, you do kind of need a stash in some ways. Oh, yeah. Um, for me, like I live in the middle of nowhere kind of Ohio Mm. Um, and we do have a Joann's and maybe a couple of other like smaller little quilt shops Mm -hmm. but yeah it's just it's quilting cotton so then there's a whole world of online fabric shopping Um, Mm. so it was easier to have it like and feel it and know about it once once you start collecting yeah and then you realize why did I buy that that's a Mm -hmm. that's a different story yeah but the whole I was thinking that if nothing else I could maybe convince a whole lot of your listeners to sew their own clothes now too yeah yeah I hope so I mean I'm gonna we're gonna get you a pair of jeans within the next year okay okay I'm gonna I really want to I'm committed 2023 is gonna be the year of the jeans jeans I'm gonna make them gonna make a pair and my mom like she she's been sewing apparel since she was a child and so I know if I ran into any snags I could always be like help you but I don't know that she's ever made a pair of jeans or pants maybe pants but anyway yeah so like I do have resources and I have help but it's just I get so anxious about it even just making quilts even though I've made like a million I still get so anxious about starting something new and like so many of my personal quilts are just like half square triangles because it's easy and I don't have to think about it too hard or like try something new and scary, but you know, 
with our business, we've had to try a lot of different things and I've pushed myself outside of my comfort zone a lot of times with quilting. So I'm like, why can't I do it with other sewing? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> buy the pattern, buy the fabric. Once yeah. Time, you, you yeah. 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 So I'll need to get some recommendations on good jean patterns because I don't know. I like, I don't know what I'm looking for in apparel patterns, but like, yeah. What, what do you, what do you look for in apparel patterns when you're looking at getting one? Um, so number one, I mean, you're going to want to look at the style, like don't buy something just because it's the popular one. If it's right. not, if you like low rise skinny jeans, but everybody else is sewing, <laughs> you know, flare, you know, whatever, some other style, like get the one that's, that's your style. Um, it's nice if there's a Facebook group for support. Um, there's a, oftentimes a lot more discussion um, to help people troubleshoot, but you can also get that if you post on Insta, like, hey, I'm mm -hmm. on certain step and get all the right hashtags so that people see it. Um, and and pe people are so willing to, to help. That's That's the amazing thing, I mean. Yeah. Someone will always step in and, you know, years later you think, I can't believe I asked that question. <laughs> like what a new idiot I was, but like nobody remembers but me. Right. <laughs> You're the only one holding that in your memory. Yeah. yeah keeping that little goof or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's like, you don't know until you know, right? So unless you ask the question or get out there and try it you you just don't know and I think it's the same thing with quilting like if I've ever asked a question or gone directly to the pattern designer to ask a question it's like I get help I get the help I'm looking for or I get the answer I need from the person who designed the pattern to tell me like oh yeah do this little thing and then it's like oh then the whole thing works and it's totally fine but I like I love that about the online community of sewists is like everybody so wants to help each other yeah, they're so willing to to share knowledge or tips and, and things. It's it's pretty incredible. Yeah, that's super cool. So has it been a while since you've made a quilt or have you ever made a, a quilt? <laughs> I have <laughs> probably only made like two dedicated quilts that are finished. Um, but there's I also like FPP mm -hmm. um, and incorporating sometimes little bits of that into something bigger that's apparel. Mm -hmm. um, the first, at least as far as I can remember, the first quilt I made was from my son's. He's my oldest. Um, he's 11 now, but his mm -hmm. baby clothes, like I saved that first year of clothes um, with the intention that I guess it would be a quilt. I don't know. I mean, yeah what else are we saving all these things for? Uh, right. <laughs> You're like, I don't know, put it in a box. <laughs> um, and I didn't, I didn't get a pattern. I just decided triangles um, would be easy. So this is an assortment of knits, a lot of baby clothes, particularly are knits. Mm -hmm. um, but then he had some other little shirts, but I, I remember <laughs> trying to figure out and I, and I saw Celise, all three mm -hmm. sides, the same length. And all the angles the same. So I cut what an isosceles triangle out of cardboard. And that was my pattern piece. And just went to town cutting up <laughs> tiny baby clothes. 
um, and then made them into rows and then sewed all the rows together. Um, and I think I understand now when people make quilts from clothes, they probably put some interfacing or something on the back. Absolutely. Uh -huh. <laughs> so the knit nuts, I didn't, I didn't do that. I <laughs> did whatever I wanted. Um, and I remember, I think they're closed now, but there was a tiny little quilting shop down in Belpre. And I remember going in and being like, well, can you quilt this for me? Cause I don't even know what that means. <laughs> and like, I'm, I'm scared to quilt it. Like I had it all pieced together and I remember showing her pictures and she was like, oh, wow, look at you. You got all of those, all those points all lined up so nice. And I was like, okay, I did something right. <laughs> That's like 90% of the battle in quilting. So good job. Right. right? <laughs> so I got the points lined up. Um, so she was really encouraging and was just like, no, just do straight lines, a quarter inch yeah. from each seam and you're, you're good. And I don't even, I didn't make it like a standard size or anything, but yeah. <laughs> I quilted that on like my regular machine. Um, mm -hmm. I probably didn't use a walking clip because I think I hate those. Yeah. I mean, I do hate them. They're clunky and loud and terrible. And maybe I have a cheap one, but I don't know. Um, and I remember we lived in a different house when I was binding it. And I remember my husband giving me a hard time about like always being on my phone or being distracted or something. And he pulls up a picture of me supposedly distracted and not paying attention to what was going on around me. I was hand stitching that binding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, phone. I was binding that quilt. So like that does take a lot of focus and concentration because you're trying not to stab yourself for one thing. I know I didn't cut the binding on the bias either like mm. it was straight cut but um you know yeah. I learned a lot <laughs> yeah you know that's it's so funny like when people are like oh I just made this and I don't know what I'm doing and it's like give yeah, it you did a great job like I don't know I think there's no real barrier to entry when it comes to like you have to have X amount of knowledge to start making a quilt. And like, there are things like having, you know, stabilizer or interfacing on those knit fabrics was, would probably would have made your life a little easier, but I think, still... I, yeah, I probably stretched those corners to match better. <laughs> I mean, honestly, and it doesn't like, it's not foolproof. Yeah. It's still hard. Like we make a ton of memory quilts out of baby clothes and adult clothes and all different types of fabrics and we just mix them all together, but, and the interfacing helps, but it's not foolproof. Those, those shirts and things still stretch and you just have to be, you just got to stretch them. You just got to make them go where you want them to go. I'm gun it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Well, that's cool that like you were able to pull something together and just make it work. And I mean, and that's such a cool piece to have that. Yeah, I said I would make one for each of the kids. Um, that hasn't so much happened yet. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. It's, it's hours and hours and hours that, you know, unless you've made a quilt, um, you don't appreciate it. Yeah. Really. So. Yeah. And I think too, like it can take more time just to cut out the pieces of a quilt than it can take, than it would take for you to make a whole garment. Like, oh, for sure. 
just the cutting of all the different materials down and especially with clothing. Cause you have to like, a, you know, you have to miss certain spots of it, or you can only cut a certain amount out of the piece of clothing because it's only so big, or it can be a little trickier that to then just cutting out the pieces of a apparel pattern. And I have another funny story for you that just came to mind. Um, what is, uh, she's a textile. Tell me the words for the people who design the fabric, <laughs> a fabric designer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's her name? Tasha Noel. Mm-hmm. I made this adorable little girl's dress mm-hmm. with like a paneled piece that she had. Um, so there were some stripes and some like garland. Anyway, it was all coordinated. It was really cute. And I had shared the the back of it, I think on Instagram. And she was like, oh, I love that you made this. It's so wonderful. Um, can I see the front? You're like, no. <laughs> but I must have, I must have shared it with her privately or something. I know there was a picture of the front and you can, it was so clearly cut off grain that it was just <laughs> so embarrassing now. <laughs> it was so off grain. It was so bad. And that was like, <laughs> with apparel fabrics, you do want to wash them before you cut and you sew. Um, you don't always necessarily do that with quilts or you don't want to because you want them to to crinkle and shrink mm-hmm. be lovely and wonderful. Um, but back when I was just first sewing kids clothes with quilting cotton, I mean, I just use that fold that's permanently like creased there from being mm-hmm. on um, as my fold to cut something. And so, oh, it was... <laughs> It's very embarrassing now to think about how how crooked the front of that dress is. But uh, yeah, that's so funny. You're like, no, no, now you can't see the front. I, I just—it's a surprise. Yeah, no, you can't see the front. Sorry, uh, jokes on you. It's fine. Yeah, no, I think I think that's, and I appreciate. I don't know if you if you've heard of her, but, um, Rada, I interviewed her a couple of weeks ago, but she is, um, sewing through fog and she was, she worked at for Levi's for a long time. So she's, she knows fabric. And so she's been posting a lot of good informational stuff about the weave of fabrics and the different types of fabrics and how they're woven and why it's important to pay attention to weave and like the warp and weft and why fabric stretch a certain way or you know if you're cutting it on the bias why it's so stretchy and like I kind of knew those things but seeing it written down and like looking at the graphics that she's created to put to put all that together I was like oh my god I really appreciate this because it's like the way she's teaching you about yeah that. yeah that's and just and you know we chatted about it too but like you know when we're making clothing quilts or you know memory quilts there's all different types of clothing and so like I kind of feel like I'm getting a lot of learning practical learning because I'm not just using quilting cotton and I've I'm working with lots of different fabrics that maybe I wouldn't have purchased but because I'm like I don't know what to do with that but I'm using them in quilts for other people and figuring out how to make it work with knits and cottons and fleece and flannel and all these different things. And it's been a really eye-opening learning experience of just like, oh, this kind of fabric doesn't have any stretch or this kind of fabric is nothing but stretch. And 
trying to figure some, out ways. Some stretch out and don't recover. Yeah, <laughs> so you like, watch them again. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, there's yeah. all of different properties to them. Um, and it depends on how they're woven or knitted and mm -hmm. also the different kinds of fibers that go into those threads. Fibers. Threads. Yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah. there's a lot to learn. There is a lot to learn. It's crazy. And it's like, I think too, when I was first quilting, like the very first quilt I ever made was a more complicated pattern, but my friends were helping me. So it was fine. I was just listening to them. And, um, but then once I learned how to make half square triangles, I was like, oh, I'm going to just do this. Cause it's so simple. Well, I would get so frustrated with trying to line things up. And if you, you can't see closely to the quilt behind me, but this is like the second or third quilt I ever made. And the points are not lined up. There's just so many things wrong with it. You use a three foot rule. I mean, if you can't see it from three feet away, then it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. So that's why it's like behind me. Cause then it's three feet away from you. So it's good. <laughs> <laughs> More like 2000 miles or something. Yeah, I don't sure, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. But it's, I didn't understand that. Like, because I, you're cutting those fabrics on the bias to make that angle. Mm that then it's stretchy. And so it is harder to get things to line up when you're sewing things on the bias. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. And then I learned, I never made borders on with bias seams because I was taught differently, which thank goodness. But then subsequently seeing, you know, people bringing quilts to us with, they've put their borders on with bias seams and it causes so much stretch. And then they're Orders have all this extra volume in them and we're trying to quilt it in and we're just like, oh my God, just make a straight seam. <laughs> you have a ruler? Yeah. Can you measure? Do you know how inches work? This is, you know, crucial to your craft, but no, it's, I try not to be too judgy about it. Cause a lot of like quilting classes will teach people to do it that way. Mm. And I'm like, okay, let's back up a little bit. <laughs> So thankfully, like, you know, clients that we I've talked to, or that my mom and I have talked to together, like we just let them know, like, this is why this happened. And then when they bring quotes to us now, it's like, they fixed it. So anyway, that's neither here nor there, but just like understanding different fabrics and how they work together and it's tricky. Yeah. Even for apparel sewing. Cause it's like, you have to know how something's going to drape oh, or yes. And sometimes you want to mix fabrics together that until you do it and you realize like, oh yeah, they're not going to play nice next to, you know, you're not going to want to make a shirt that's a combination of denim and rayon, mm. like <laughs> it's not a good combination, but, but when you're first starting or thinking about it, you pick all the prettiest fabrics, right? You pick mm -hmm. all the cool prints and all, you know, and then you're you're stuck with a big stack of them over there. Like, what am I going to do with those now? <laughs> like, I don't even like it anymore. <laughs> I have to make a quilt. Mm, yeah. You know, why not? Um, one of the, maybe is I watched a couple of episodes. Mm -hmm. um, first one. And then I think the second one, and you guys were talking about jelly roll races. Uh-huh. Um, and I was like, I've not ever made a jelly roll quilt, 
Um, but it sounds like a really fun thing to do with friends. So mm -hmm. I had already messaged a couple of them. I'm like, so guys, I want to do this. We're all going to get a jelly roll. <laughs> Bring yeah. it I, I have friends, you know, that have machines. They don't necessarily sew a lot. Like mm -hmm. I do too much. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, they make Halloween costumes or do projects with their kids. And so we've sure. got some machines between us and we could get some jelly rolls and we could we could have a good time <laughs> dangling yeah. them up and oh my god <laughs> that first initial like length like it's like 1600 inches or something like that probably more than that what's 42 yeah. times 42 <laughs> a big number so like 16,000 inches I don't know anyway um that initial strip getting that wrangled and making sure it's not twisted is the trickiest part but after you get that folded in half and sewn then it is smooth sailing from there it's so fun and it's so easy and like our the ones we did me and my besties did we all had the same exact jelly roll okay. and somehow all of ours turned out slightly different so i don't know we watched the missouri star tutorial like 50 times or I did because I didn't know how to, at that point, I didn't know how to do the, like make a biased seam with the strips because I had, I didn't make my own binding for my first couple of quilts. And so then they showed me like, oh, you have to do it this way. And in the video, it looked like she was sewing down the middle of the, mm. like when you cross the two fabrics, it looked like she was sewing down the middle and right. so, so then you've got a 90 degree angle between these right so I like I was like oh my gosh cool so I like went to open it up and I was like this isn't right and I looked at all of them and I was like oh my god this isn't right and I was panicking and I took the whole wad of strips over to Beth's house and I was like I need you to help me seam rip this so we sat on her floor and we just went she started on one end I started on the other and we just seam ripped all of them out and I was like oh my god I have to start over and I want to throw up <laughs> well that is love and friendship to, to do that yeah I probably would have just cut them out <laughs> I don't oh. know if I've had the patience to seam rip all that. yeah I just I couldn't bear like we were already going to add like borders to make them bigger. And I just couldn't imagine like cutting that much off of each strip and then ending up with like a, such a tiny quilt. Cause I like to make big quilts, <laughs> but I like big quilts and you cannot lie. I said that. Yeah. It's <laughs> the truth. I've said it like a thousand times. So it's oh, okay. fine. Something yeah. Other people say too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's honestly, if you know how to like make those bias seams and get those strips together, it's really, cause I've subsequently made other jelly roll race quilts and they've been so easy. So I'm excited for you. Yeah. I think, um, you know, some beer and some jelly rolls and it would yeah. be a, a good evening. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that's so, yeah, it is really fun. So I'm excited for you. And there's so many, I mean, most fabrics you can get in a jelly roll situation. So you just gotta peruse. I'm not go. I'm not gonna go to Joanne's. Don't do it. Okay. 
don't do it. Just order online if you can't get something local because I don't, don't, don't want to totally bash you. No, we're no. not going to do that. They have some good stuff. I just don't appreciate the quality of their fabric always. They, oh, well, especially for apparel stuff, it was like they didn't have much to offer at all, but they really, really, really have come a long way. I think they've got some people mm-hmm. know apparel <laughs> behind yeah. the scenes now that are helping them make better decisions. About that. Yeah, I was going to say their apparel fabrics have, I have noticed have seemed to have like grown and gotten a lot there's more variety there's a lot it seems more intentional as far as like what they're providing there so yeah and the quality is is better so that's good quilting cotton not so much (laughs) they do every once in a while have some that I'm like wow this is actually not you know so bad but I don't know I just I know it's like a less painful way to get some cotton and to make projects because quilting cotton can get really expensive and so like I'm not I'm not bashing that part of it but I'm also like how about let's make them not feel like sandpaper I don't know well they do you know the story behind them carrying um Liberty of London stuff now what yeah you, uh, I was hoping you could fill me in on. Um, I didn't even know because I don't go there very much anymore. I used to go there all the time because I crocheted for a long time and I still do occasionally, but so I was always there buying yarn, hmm. but I, I rarely go in there anymore. So I haven't even seen, I did see that online. They do carry rifle paper fabric, which is what is this quilt behind me mostly. And I love rifle paper. <laughs> Who doesn't love rifle paper? I mean, I don't know. And if you don't like rifle paper, you're not my people. So we don't have to talk about those people. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, I didn't know they were carrying Liberty. They, right. So that was always in my mind, like Mm. the highest tier, like quilting cotton. I don't know. There's something else. I mean, because it's it's like $38 a yard, right? Is that Mm. the usual rate? so I remember seeing people who are making blouses with this stuff and I'm just like, oh. yeah. <laughs> I was like holy cow. Um, yeah. But then I, you can get it on sale, of course. I'm just wondering, you know, is it, it's got to be like their own sub-branded Liberty stuff that's made for Joanne, Joanne's. right? Like it's not, it's not Liberty flat out. I don't know. I don't know either. Now I, I need to. You got to research that for us. Writing it down. Um, and I need to find out about the rifle over there because, yeah. Yeah. They don't have it in our store here because my mom goes in f- pretty frequently to just get notions and things. And she sews like, she'll do like, you know, window seat cushions and like, she does like home decor stuff for some, a few like um, interior designers here in town. And, um, so she'll go in there for things like foam and zippers and all that kind of stuff. But, um, so she hasn't seen the rifle paper in store, but they do have it online. And I'm like, good Lord, if they ever get it in person, I'm screwed. 
the purple, the like the second parallelogram from the bottom there over your shoulder. The purple stuff, that's rifle. Yeah. Yeah. This, mm -hmm. this all these prints are rifle paper. So. I just recognize the purple, the ones that have more purple in them. There, it's more of a, it's a pink. Oh. I don't know if you can see. I'm going to get this close to you so you can see how ugly it is. Oh, that's the oh well, guy. I absolutely recognize it now. <laughs> yeah. Classic. So yeah. And it has, I did the animals on the back, the jungle oh. babies. Oh, very nice. And I think I did a good job of, yeah, I. You had to piece back. You, mm-hmm. I pattern matched the seam and it you can't even tell and I was really proud of myself because it it literally is like this the second quilt I've ever done but I it looks it's, great thanks it's the second quilt I long-armed also the first one was my jelly roll with my besties and then I did this one and I wrote stuff like in the border somewhere it says welcome to the jungle and um. <laughs> That's like, I like free motion long arming. I'll just, I don't do anything fancy. I just meander, but like, I like being able to write stuff in my quilts. And so I'll just like put names or my, in my husband's flannel quilt, I wrote like little phrases that we say to each other in it. So they're kind of hidden. And I wrote like, cause I would always call him AB baby. And <laughs> so I wrote that in there. And so just like little hidden messages of like, that um, personalization. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Like if you can find it cool, if not, then I know what's there. <laughs> but anyway, okay. I want to know. Ever get, I mean, yeah. If you ever get tired of it hanging on the wall, it could be a quilt coat. This one? Yeah. I know. I do actually, I have some Ruby Star. I have the Florida line um, of some of the prints to make a, a quilt coat out of so you've been thinking about mm -hmm. my mom and I both we both have been collecting fabrics to make a quilt coat out of so and we modified um a robe it's we had like this bathrobe pattern that she because she had made bathrobes for me and my Grammy one Christmas and so cute because we matched but um we modified that and cut it cut a pattern out of felt I guess is what it was but so we have it sit, like where it's ready it's like ready. our size it's gonna fit us we know we cut it to the length we want it and she did a test with some different fabrics and gave that to her mom because my grandma was like um I need that coat we were like here you go <laughs> but um anyway it's just you know the time to do it because we're our business is so busy right now it's like sewing yes. for ourselves seems like a super luxury but it's in the works it's there you gotta like pencil it in give yourself yeah. a week mm -hmm. probably won't take you that long a couple days yeah schedule, schedule a quilt coat vacation yeah and I told my mom I was like every couple of months we need to just schedule ourselves like block off a week of the shop and just say we're not working this week and just sew for fun because so you can still have that yeah mm -hmm. And for it, it's not just a job, right? Yeah. That thing you love, love, love. Yeah. And I still love it and I still want to sew. Yeah. It's just that time of, oh, right. I don't always have to only do business. I can, I'm my own boss. I can decide when I work and when I don't. So <laughs> that's, awesome. that's the fun part. But 
I do want to talk about your bag pattern that just came out. Oh, the BFF bag. Oh, was... yeah. Um, okay. We, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I've hinted at it in a few places, mm-hmm. but the BFF part is not, you know, best friends forever. It's, I want, it's the best fucking fanny pattern. Right. So yes. that, that's the BFF part. Um, <laughs> I love it. So, um, yeah, I had, I had been wanting to make like a fanny cause they're super trendy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's silly because patterns aren't that expensive, but once you've got like enough experience, you think like, Oh, I don't need a pattern. So mm-hmm. I had been looking at all the different patterns and I was just like, well, like yeah that's good but I would still change something and yeah I like this or like you know Mm -hmm. so I just I I made my own I designed it for me um and then people were like oh we love it who who, where can I get the pattern I'm like well mine yeah (laughs) it's in my brain (laughs) I'm like well so I I thought long and hard about like am I really because it's the first time I'd ever put out a pattern um it's like am I really am I doing this because I don't know what I'm doing but also (laughs) yeah (laughs) so so I had um a dear friend help me with the the illustrations because for me that feels like the difference between like an amateur pattern that has photos in the instructions and one that's a little more polished I had Lauren Durr do the illustrations and she did the page layout and got it all all digitized um so that was that was an adventure I learned I learned a lot and it's it's the best fucking family I (laughs) honestly yeah but I think I think it looks amazing I've again I'm don't sew these kinds of things but it made me want to make it Uh uh-huh because of I was like reading some of your blogs about it and looking at the different mock-ups that you made and just your process of like, but I want this other thing, but I want this other thing and adding in the details that make it more usable for you. And I was like, yeah, I would want that too. Yeah. I would want that too. And just the, the thought that you put into it and just how versatile and cute it is like, yeah. So maybe I'll do a BFF and a pair of jeans this year. That'll be I'll hold you to it. Listen, okay. <laughs> Just <laughs> you haven't sewn many, many bags at all. Like, no, I've made like a cup. The very first, <laughs> the very first zipper that I ever sewed was in, I think, November. And I was making just like a super basic zippy pouch. Uh huh. And that was, yeah, that was the very first time I had ever sewn a zipper into anything. And so, and it was fine. I mean, I definitely, I had my mom, I was like, okay, asking all the questions. And then once I did it once, I was like, oh, cool. And then I made a couple other little zippy pouches. Um, cause I was trying some stuff out for the local quilt shop where I've been working a few days a week. We were doing this, like we called it Christmas schoolhouse. So at the beginning of December, we had this, like all these different stations make and take things. And so I was showing how you can use like 
do different projects like on fabric that like goes melting crayons onto fabric and then using like uh like quilters vinyl to like cover it on the outside and then I waterproofed the inside with this like gel coating stuff that you can use to make your own oil cloth essentially and um is that the Oda coat yeah okay so yeah. I I haven't gotten my hands on any I don't know that Joanne sells it because I was over there the other day looking for a jean zipper mm. I was not satisfied with the selection but anyway mm. I wanted a specific color yeah just natural anyway um um coat had been recommended by a my sister's friend um yeah. and I kind of wanted to look into that because I'm also doing jeans labels mm -hmm. with washable paper and I want to get the the images the text to to stay nicer so you have experience that you think that would work on washable paper yeah I think it would because it would absorb into it and because you can do it on any fabric like any cotton any kind of fabric and you just need 24 hours for it to like cure completely and it's washable and it's still really flexible it doesn't make it really stiff and so I think it would still be nice to to sew on there and it would keep probably keep the labels nicer maybe I really do need to get my hands on that um yeah do you like do you know what it's made of like what is it what's the magic in it uh, yeah I don't know I it yeah I don't know it's a really thick they don't gel. they don't always say you know yeah. they don't necessarily want you to know but I was right they're like don't like don't read the chemicals it's fine but I mean it smells nice it doesn't have like a real strong chemically smell or anything it kind of has like a almost like soapy kind of clean smell in my opinion and then yeah you just like brush on you can use pretty much anything but I use those little spongy you know cheapo brushes to just like do an even coat and then after I think after after like six hours or something, you can paint on another layer if you need it to be thicker, if you need to like even it out. Okay. And then you have to let it dry fully for 24 hours for it to fully cure. And then it's good to go. So you could do. I, a might, whole... need to, I might need to try that. Cause I was trying to stick with like stuff I had on hand or that. Yeah. More natural and less, mm -hmm. you know, but I'm not afraid of chemicals per se. Just... Yeah everything's a chemical yeah. um, but it feels better sometimes to to stick mm -hmm. with the more natural less processed stuff but yeah I might need I might need that in my life Otico. okay yeah it's it's I had a good time working with it and you know I I sewed on the fabric that I used it on and my mom's used it several times um because she was making a bunch of zippy pouches as gifts like around Christmas too and she was waterproofing the insides of bags so that they could become like you know makeup bags or snack pouches or whatever and wipe them out easily yeah yeah so it's we've had good luck with it so far nobody has said like oh my bag leaked or you know oh my fabric the inside of my bag is stained now so I don't know it might be worth a shot to try it out yeah. I'll have to order some from Uncle Bezos because yeah, there's nowhere else to get anything around here. So. Yeah, I wonder if like um, 
I wonder if like, you know, fat quarter shop or, you know, an online quilt shop would have it or something, but yeah, who knows? Yeah. It's really cool. It's fun. And it's just a fun thing to play with. Cause you can just make your own, like, and I was even thinking like, cause you can get those kind of like oil cloth or just like wipe off like bibs for babies, but they're like a million dollars and you could just make your own, just swipe mm-hmm. that stuff on whatever fabric you want and then make your own kind of cute little things. I don't know. There's a lot of applications for it, but <laughs> have to get some in the stash. Yeah. Add it to the toolbox. Yeah. Yeah. It's super cool. But anyway, so yeah, I barely have sewn with anything beyond doing quilts and anything I have to, like I said, I made that caftan and that was easy because you just sew some rectangles and I made my, that the waist tie out of the selvage from that fabric because the Ruby star selvages are so cute. Mm-hmm. And I never posted a picture because I got too nervous to like post it online, even though I told Katerina I would, and then I didn't do it and I felt bad, but well, do you, do you have like a project that you could just like make a bunch of and never get bored of it? Or do you feel oh. like you're, you want to cycle through and make up different stuff no. all the time? I, I do need to be making different stuff all the time. Um, and I did make like eight or 10, um, BFF bags to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were all different though. Um, and lots of different details. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, batch sewing is not something that I like to do. Like, if I have to make three of something, mm-hmm. like, I am, <laughs> hate every minute of it. I need to be switching gears a lot in order to, to be happy. Um, yeah. I tip my hat to people who can, like, have a line of something and make a whole bunch of them and have a successful shop of all these beautiful things that are basically all the same right (laughs) yeah I can't do it (laughs) yeah I don't blame you I think I think quilting can kind of get that way because you're making the same block like multiple times and chain piecing helps because you're just busting through a bunch of you know the same parts like getting all of it done it's assembly line and that part can kind of be mindless so it's not so bad I think but like yeah, if I had to make only ever the same exact quilt over and over again, I would I wouldn't do it. Uh, yeah, it's funny though cuz you can let your mind like wander a bit more when you're when you're sewing in that gear. Um mm-hmm. and and sometimes you need that. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I don't don't want to pay attention as much. So there's yeah. certain things you make when you just want to think and Yeah. You know. Like the little in-between moments where there's like some mental rest of just like the mindless tasks of like snipping all the pieces apart. Like if you've chain piece, like just snipping all the connecting threads and like, you know, trimming corners of stuff or just those little mindless things or like ironing the seams. Just those are like, I like that mental rest because when you're piece putting blocks together you have to make sure everything's lined up right you have to make sure that you have everything in the right order and it is the most frustrating thing in the whole entire world when you sew a block wrong and have to undo it and redo it so it's like I just thought of an, thinking of undoing a block because it was wrong made me realize I did make another quilt that I totally forgot about because I sent it to my sister uh-huh. so she has that one now so uh-huh. I don't, um 
It was um, some vintage, I think it was like vintage linens that came from like mom's linen closet sort of oh. thing mixed in with, with some different um, linen linen. Um, mm -hmm. And it was, it was just like long strips of stripes, but they, they turn corners, but I know mm -hmm. the middle of it was backwards and I didn't realize it until I put the whole thing together. I was like, <laughs> this does look cool, but also something's not <laughs> right here. So yeah, I had to pull that one apart. And yeah. Push that around. But. Yeah. And yeah. especially when you get to like the end and you think the whole thing's put together and then you look at it and you're like, oh shit. Like <laughs> you just see that one glaring error. You're like, I can't believe I did that. I feel like such an idiot, but happens to the best of us. Nothing a seam ripper can't fix. Yeah. It's just the most annoying thing in the whole world. <laughs> like, no, it needs to be perfect when I do it the first time. <laughs> Where's the fun in that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I think though, too, those mistakes really just help you learn and you have to make them to be able to to grow from your craft and right. um big fan of fucking around and finding out myself i mean yeah, I could read me the too. instructions i could read the instructions but yeah making making the mistake is is sort of a better experience most of the time i know it's more memorable for sure yeah and you know as a former teacher i have to live by those words because that's just the whole thing right like you got to make those mistakes to learn. You can't, you can't do everything right the very first time. And if you do, you're a robot. So whatever. Right, but. Right. <laughs> My husband makes fun of me because like, he's the super cautious one. It's like mm. the kids can't, they're not old enough to learn to use a knife. I'm like, come on, they can yeah. start cutting some vegetables. Right. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So he's the super cautious one. And I'm like, well, they're not going to understand how sharp a knife is until they cut themselves a, like mm -hmm. I don't want them to get hurt but right. that's really how you learn to handle yeah. a knife or cook on yeah. a stove you're gonna you're gonna get burned mm -hmm. at some point mm -hmm. yeah but it's like if you're if you're there guiding them and teaching them the skills and showing them the proper way to hold a knife instead of them just winging it when they get frustrated one day like right yeah yeah, yeah. that's funny but well, thank you for joining me today. I super appreciate fun. this. Let's just end on kids with knives. Yeah. I mean, why not? <laughs> totally, totally awesome place to just wrap things up. And, and But the lesson is to just to fuck around and find out. Fuck around and find out. Yeah. I'm here for it. So I say it all the time. I I've got my husband saying it now. So it's good. Okay. It's all good. Well, I didn't die. No, you this interview this yeah. uh thing that's going on youtube i survived yeah. it so thanks. yeah it was, yeah it's a lot of fun thank you i'm super happy you agreed to and let's keep in touch and i promise i'll make jeans this year and uh quilt coat and oh a bag a bff bag with, with some hardware yeah yeah i'm gonna thanks. do it cool <laughs> all right thank well you. we'll talk to you soon okay bye okay, bye <laughs>